Jess. Welcome back to the Not Carrie Bradshaw podcast, where I discuss all things style, wellness, pop culture, and whatever else I feel like talking about from week to week. Welcome and welcome back. Thank you guys for joining me. I was going to skip this week's episode because it is the week of Thanksgiving or whatever the politically correct um, term for Thanksgiving is these days. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to let myself have a little vacation. But I do have some things I want to get off my chest. So here we are. As per usual, I'm going to kick things off with a fashion tip. And I just want to let you guys know that while I am still practicing social distancing, I'm staying my ass at home. I'm not doing um, dinner with family or with friends. I have ordered a ridiculously expensive Thanksgiving dinner that I'm really quite looking forward to because I deserve. Um, I just want to encourage you guys to take advantage of the online Black Friday deals while we don't know exactly when things will resume in a actual safe way. I know a lot of people have it in their minds that things are okay. Um, and we do, you know, they've given us good news in terms of vaccines, but I still think that we have a a, a, a bit of a ways to go. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a politician, but I do think that we have a bit of a ways to go before things are actually in a safe space of normalcy. So I know that we aren't really buying clothes clothes to go out out or at least I hope you aren't because you really if you can help it should not be doing unnecessary outings I'm not going to get on my soapbox but life will resume at some point I'm hopeful I'm faithful and in preparation for that a lot of online retailers are doing early Black Friday deals So if you have some things that you've been eyeing or that you know that you'll want to have when life gets safe again, I definitely encourage you guys to take advantage if you have the extra coin. I have seen some really great deals. Um, Macy's, American Eagle, y'all know my fave. If somebody listening works for American Eagle, y'all really need to give me a collab because I've been out here promoing y'all like hell for free. Um... That's my favorite place to go for jeans. That's my favorite place to go for loungewear. They have the best like soft fabrics for loungewear. Um, If you guys want to see any of that, you can follow me on the Like to Know It app. Uh, I will put the link in the episode description. You guys can shop my looks from there. I will make a little commission if you shop those links. So take advantage. Um, Like I said, I know for sure Macy's, I think I got something from Steve Madden. I will never be too good for a Steve Madden sale. Um, so take advantage. You don't, my point is you don't have to wait until Black Friday to take advantage of some of the Black Friday deals. A lot of retailers are giving previews or they're starting early because retail is struggling right now, I'm assuming still. So, um, take advantage if you have the coin and if not, um, sit your ass down and don't worry about it. Wear what you got, boo. So that's it for the fashion tip. Um, next up, I just have a couple of hot topics little quick bites that I want to go through and then we can all commence to chilling for the rest of the week. Okay, stay tuned. Hey guys, just a few things I want to discuss that have been bubbling in pop culture the past couple weeks. First of all, this is a Gucci Mane stand account. Um, 
I did not realize the extent to which I am a Gucci fan until the Gucci and Jeezy versus battle, the conversation surrounding them and Gucci's influence was being called into question. Um, let me say this, first of all. I think if we're talking lyrics alone and the moment or the cultural impact you know, I'm not going to deny, I think Jeezy is a great lyricist. Um, I have many a fond memory of when Jeezy first popped out on the scene. I think it was my senior year of high school. And I remember a lot of my guy friends and my girlfriends, like we like Jeezy, you know, I remember turning up to it and everything like that. Um, I am not a rap historian. I am not a music journalist, but I am an ATLian, so I feel like I can say what I want to say. I'm sorry, but I just find Gucci to be more of an entertainer. Um, Gucci is somebody who I, Gucci was my college career, especially like towards the end. Not that I wasn't listening to Jeezy, but we had so much fun listening to his multitude of mixtapes and the way he would make sound effects like, I just, I find Gucci to be an entertaining person. He has so much personality. I'm genuinely happy to see the ways in which he has evolved as a rapper and as a man. I'm really happy to see him married to his black wife. Um, Gucci is somebody who I would want to hang out with, you know, and... I think Jeezy has always come off to me as a person who takes himself very seriously. I tend to not enjoy people like that. So just on a people level, on the list of celebrities that I would want to hang out with, Gucci is up there. Like he just seems like a cool Atlanta dude. And I, being from Southwest Atlanta, I have always felt like the East Side was just like a different state. It's always been just kind of weird. We would go over to that side of town, you know, to hit the teen club, shouts out to Club Chocolate and Libra and all that stuff like that. But the East Side has always felt really weird to me. It just never actually felt like Atlanta, never actually felt like Georgia. It felt like I was in a whole other ass state. So the fact that I <laughs> give props to Gucci, Mr. East Atlanta Zone 6, like I, I enjoy his music. Um... From photo shoot, like vet pass by, you know, I think when it comes to verses, I'm a person who I look at my personal connection to the artist. I don't really care about album sales. I don't really care about nominations. None of that stuff matters to me as much as my personal connection to the music and I think it's really easy for people to say, oh, Jeezy, hands down, because Jeezy's had more mainstream hits. But I think it's weird for us to, you know, we want to diminish Grammy nominations because it's, oh, Grammys don't really speak for the culture. Well, as far as I'm concerned, mainstream hits don't necessarily <laughs> reflect the culture either. You know, I always tell people my favorite gospel song is Y'all Are The Great, I Ain't Gonna Let Up. That to me is a gospel song. <laughs> And very few people know that song outside of, you know, Atlanta, outside of the South, I assume. That song, to me, has huge cultural impact. I think that the things that 
Yola was saying in that song are things that are applicable to many people's lives, but very few people know about that song. For me, that doesn't take away from what the song means to me. Um, Mainstream doesn't really matter as much to me. You being widely popular or acceptable to mainstream audiences does not necessarily mean that you are going to be my favorite artist. Um, So like I said, I, I enjoy Jeezy, don't get me wrong, but his that versus was one of the most tense things that I have ever watched in my life the tension was thick as stale grits and I was just sitting there like something bad is about to happen um first of all as a fashion bitch like Gucci hands down Gucci's a style icon like I don't care what that was Gucci is so tacky in a way that works for him and as he's gotten older he's really leaned into the more tailored looks and the more clean lines, which I thoroughly enjoy against his very dark skin. He, you know, plays with colors and all kinds of things, which he always did. But, you know, Gucci 2.0, I found myself choosing a little bit. No disrespect to Miss Keisha K. Or, um, but that versus was incredibly tense. I was texting my friends the whole time, like, bitch, somebody got to come hold my hand. I feel like something about bad is about to happen, especially because Gucci didn't hold any punches. He came there with a chip on his shoulder to get some shit off that he has been trying to get off. Jeezy came there to be more, I guess, more of a professional since he's stepping into more of a a mainstream role you know apparently he's about to get a talk show to which I say what's that gonna be like um Gucci is still Gucci (laughs) and you know there's apparently been debate I thought it was a known fact but apparently there's been debate about you know the fact that Jeezy put a hit on Gucci's life and um, you know, during a home invasion, incidentally, one of Jeezy's friends was killed. And I'm sorry, from my perspective, that's unforgivable. Um, I admire Gucci for even going and sitting down with this man because it's not like we got into a fight. It's not like we had Twitter beef. It's not like Drake and Meek Mill. Of course, they could move past that. That wasn't that deep. But to go so far as to allegedly try to take me out of here, <laughs> y'all can buy into to Jeezy's speech if you want to. And especially because I'm coming to a place where we're seeing all these um, young rappers losing their lives in such violent ways. I know that we have to be more careful about the way that we consume music. Um, and, you know, I'm not going to discount that. But I do just want to say, if Jeezy has evolved to a place where he feels that, you know, he's above the fray, he's no longer, you know, a street nigga. And I don't know, maybe he does still feel that way or not. I'm not sure. But you cannot, the, the, the greater lesson for me from this is that it doesn't matter how much you have grown or evolved, your wrongdoings are not absolved by that growth. You still, in a lot of ways, need to be held accountable for the wrongdoings that you committed while you weren't in the best place. Um, You know, I think for Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, they still have that step, I, I guess, when you have to go and make amends for the people who you harmed while you were still an active alcoholic. I don't really... 
you know, a lot of people felt like, oh, Jeezy's a bigger man, Jeezy, da da da. Mm. <laughs> you don't get to threaten my life, actively threaten my life, and then tell me when and how I should get over it. Um, I really didn't appreciate him bringing up the real estate thing because Gucci may be tacky, but Gucci is not broke. <laughs> and I don't think that you, it's not giving what you think it's giving, Mr. Jeezy Jenkins. It's, it's not giving what you're giving to basically admit that you're a landlord during a pandemic. Um, and to try to, you know, do this whole, you know, we're bigger than this thing. I get what he was going for. But I also think don't try to sun Gucci as if you did not do anything wrong towards him. And just because you feel like you have grown above the fray, mm, still got to be held accountable. And I think that after they had that confrontation, after Gucci played the song that we was all hoping he wouldn't play, after that conversation, or confrontation rather, it's like the air got sucked out of the room and... I don't know if <laughs> Keisha Kayora sent Gucci a text or what, but you know, he calmed down a bit after that and um, they ended on a good note, but you could just feel that there is no love between these two men. And I think that that's okay. We can coexist without loving, you know, loving on each other, being warm and fuzzy with each other. Some people just don't mesh and that's okay. We have to normalize that a bit. I think we can disagree. We can dislike each other without things turning violent. So I'm really, really happy that things did not go to that place. And especially because Gucci was wearing that coat and he wasn't sitting down. And let me say this too, as an aside, I take a great amount of pride in being on the end of the black experience spectrum that I'm on. But a lot of the girls really reveal themselves when these big cultural moments happen and they ask, certain questions i'm not gonna call nobody out we don't do free promo on here unless it's for fashions um but some of y'all really showed y'all hand that y'all really not as with it as you think you are with some of it like why isn't gucci sitting down madam this man <laughs> tries to have this man killed there's no telling what he has under that coat he can't sit down chill out don't worry about it <laughs> you know but anyway um the other thing i really want to say is when you want to talk about influence, when you want to talk about supporting your community, Gucci has done that. You can't really name a young rapper who has come up that Gucci has not given a cosign to. Um, Gucci it put Nicki on in a lot of ways. You know, um, my love for Nicki Minaj was furthered, you know, by the fact that, oh, she's a part of Gucci's crew cool you know with her being from New York and you know working with southern artists that was the first southern artist I believe that I heard her work with moreover I've never seen Jeezy and correct me if I'm wrong but I don't recall Jeezy working with any female rappers Gucci partners with female rappers even now he has a song with Meg he has a song with Mulatto um a big lotto sorry I really don't like using that other name um like I said, he has songs with Nikki. I believe he has songs with Trina. Like, Gucci is a person who really works with other artists, really put uh, puts other artists on. When you look at Ray Schremer and Black Beatles, that was a moment. Everybody was doing the Mannequin Challenge to the extent that Paul McCartney, an actual Beatle, took part in it. That was a moment. And if we want to talk about 
Black Lives Matter building up our community from my perspective, Gucci within his own wheelhouse of being in music, of being an Atlanta rapper, I think that's what he does. He does that. He partners with with his community within his own wheelhouse. And I think that's something we could all learn how to do. You may not be a politician. You may not be, um, you know, a front lines activist. But within your own wheelhouse, the skills that you have, the resources that you have, there is something that you can do to put the people around you on to support your immediate community and I that's what I have seen Gucci do so um like I said this is a Gucci stand account I'm here for it I thoroughly enjoyed the verses especially after we got through the tension um Gucci didn't play a number of songs that I was really <laughs> dying to hear but he did play a number of hits that I love especially Lemonade if y'all follow me on Twitter y'all know why I love Lemonade um or heavy rather that's heavy is touches me in my spirit um so yeah I I enjoyed it I enjoy the fact that my city where I'm from huge source of pride for me not only because my home state flipped blue and was integral in pushing this election in a better way but I just feel like we are the center of black culture you can argue with somebody else about that but I absolutely love my city and I'm happy that two major black artists from my city gave so much to the culture on that day i i could not be more proud of both of them honestly but if it comes down to it i don't care about grammys i don't care about album sales i don't care about a jay-z feature if i'm a young and up and coming artist out of atlanta i want gucci on my shit i want my co-sign from gucci i could give a shit about jeezy and that's that's just me um again i get thug motivation means a lot to a lot of people i have memories and thought motivation 101 as well but when it comes to an overall entertainer the big goo up all day <laughs> no contest um another thing that i just want to touch on really quickly is the conversation surrounding future and him dating young girls and i do find it odd but not surprising that future seems to date a very specific kind of young girl and a lot of people feel like that sets a bad example i'm gonna say this if you are a young woman who is out here on some city girls type stuff where you dating dudes to get what you can get from them before they can get you Sis, I understand. More power to you. Do not get emotionally invested in anyone who is not emotionally invested in you. Do not make a permanent decision over temporary feelings for these dudes. And don't... It's just there's so many things that I wish someone had told me when I was younger. Not even dating celebrities, but just, you know, some of the choices that I made. Um, trying to be chosen by dudes who just were not worthy. Don't get emotionally invested in anybody who's not doing that for you and require more of men than just spending money on you. I, I get it's really fun for the songs. Don't get me wrong. I love um, City Girls. I think JT is absolutely beautiful. I don't even understand why that's even a conversation. But anyway, um, I'm a huge fan of Megan Thee Stallion. I love the new album. So far this week, my favorite song is Sugar Baby. That could change. But 
the songs are fun, especially for somebody who, again, came up listening to Southern rap, which is incredibly misogynistic. And we just kind of have this cognitive dissonance about enjoying these songs, despite the things they're saying about women. I'm not a perfect feminist, but I do enjoy the the young girls like, hey, you know, I'm gonna get you before you can get me. Don't play them games with the wrong person. Um, I know late teens, early 20s, I had many a friend who was out here living that life. And I have seen some girls go through some truly traumatic, emotional abuse, financial abuse, dealing with dudes like Future. And it was really troubling to me to see women on my timeline defending um, the way that he runs through these girls. And, oh, y'all just don't understand. You never dated a dude from Atlanta. They spend money on you, whatever, whatever. In my experience, it ain't worth it. (laughs) What you go through um, being emotionally invested in a man like that just because he's financially invested in you not worth it um (laughs) i don't want to get too personal i don't want to drag this along but for all all people out there men and women i don't care how old you are please protect yourself there are so many people out here who are emotionally scarred and hurting and have a complete lack of awareness of the ways in which they're suffering mentally and spiritually and emotionally and they end up projecting a lot of that pain onto you and um You know, I'm in therapy now working through the ways in which that's been done to me. And it's incredibly hard. Um, Emotional PTSD is real. I have so many friends who really can't get comfortable in relationship, in new relationships because of things that happened to them in the past because they are terrified of enduring that pain again. So the music is fun. Getting money is fun. Not letting anybody manipulate you or take, take advantage of you awesome do not get carried away with the fact that this is entertainment (laughs) and just protect yourself i mean physically emotionally mentally like really have boundaries around what you're willing to give up in order to get those things because i promise you it's so much better for you to just get a low interest credit card and buy that bag yourself than to be getting drug out here by a dude who don't really respect you because he's paid for you to be in his life is not worth it (laughs) you can only settle for so long so y'all just be careful in you know digesting some of these things um i don't know future i (laughs) it's crazy to me that you have grown-ass men out here who are trying to model their lives after him when this man is clearly um, emotionally hurt and emotionally suffering he's constantly talking about it in his songs and I'm like do y'all not hear what this man is saying he's hurting um and it's really just like a bunch of really hurt dudes just out here projecting their pain onto any woman who will have them so don't be that bitch um <laughs> the other thing I am so curious about if you are pregnant and want to keep your pregnancy a secret i would 100 percent understand that you don't owe anyone an explanation or a status report on your uterus but what i'm so confused about is if you're hiding it why not actually hide it why would you show us an obviously pregnant stomach and then get mad at us for seeing it and then like two minutes later it's like oh i'm pregnant girl we knew 
<laughs> I find that so puzzling. Um, you know, y'all know who I'm talking about. I really try not to talk down too much on people on here because this really isn't that kind of podcast. But like, girl, we can see how you be mad at us because we can see you put it out there. <laughs> um, anyway. The other thing I want to talk about a little bit, too, is that there was the Breakfast Club has some things to say about Meg not coming on their show and um, felt like she was prioritizing white outlets. If I were a person who was coming off of a scandal, um, you know, I've lost both of my parents and a grandparent. You know, Meg has endured quite a bit of loss and quite a bit of trauma um this past year and the past couple of years I wouldn't go on the breakfast club either because it's not necessarily a safe space for a person who is emotionally vulnerable um we've seen some of the questions that Charlemagne has asked and just completely insensitive and and his explanation is often you know I'm just asking what the fans want to know but you also need to be a professional and have some some semblance of empathy for these people who are coming up here to have these conversations with you and I just don't think that it's fair fair to put race on it and to Sam, we know what the breakfast club is about <laughs> we know how y'all come at people Angela Yee is not great at being an advocate for women on that show. I'm sure she has her reasons and um, I respect where her career has been, but there have been times where we've watched her be bulldozed over (laughs) by Charlamagne and or DJ Envy and also not really speak up as much as we would want for the woman in the room to speak up. And I'm sure that that's layered with a bunch of other things. So it's no Tino shade, but I think it's crazy that like, Y'all know what y'all are. Y'all know what y'all do to artists who come up here and converse with y'all and to pull the race card for someone choosing not to do that. I think that's wild. Um, Many, many, many moons ago, Charlamagne came at me crazy on Twitter. Um, I guess he felt like I came at him crazy because he was really on the bootstraps kind of narrative where people feel like... um, I really hate when people do this too, where they put God on it, where I'm incredibly blessed and I'm a few, I'm, I'm an ex con. And if I can go out here and have this kind of career, then everybody can do it. And I get where that comes from, where you feel like you've overcome so much and you feel like any and everybody else can. Um, but I think that that, I think that saying that without context may allows for people to forget about what systemic racism is and the fact that people are up against a lot of things now not only in terms of being black but being socioeconomically um disenfranchised um marginalized from opportunities just because you're black just because you're a black man just because you're a black woman it's a number of reasons and what i said to him is yeah you've been really blessed but you should see that your life is the exception, not the rule. There aren't a whole lot of people who could have felony convictions and go on to have the kind of career that you have. And to act like that's something that any and everybody can just up and do in the same way, that's incredibly flawed logic. And he was so upset about that that he even um, commented about it on his podcast, to which I say, at me, (laughs) call a bitch. We could have had a conversation about it. But 
I, I support Meg. I'm proud of her. I think that you have to have boundaries and I'm not about to walk into a situation where I can be ambushed by people who don't actually have my best interests at heart either. So shouts out to Meg. Congrats. I just literally looked down and saw that she got some Grammy nominations. I'm genuinely so happy for that girl. I can't imagine the going through the things that she has gone through so early on in my life and still being able to push forward. So shouts out to her and her team. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up because I have some videos to record. So make sure you guys check my YouTube channel. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you enjoy your holiday. Please be safe. Please be safe. Please be safe. Look out for your loved ones and those who are vulnerable. Please stay the hell away from them. Drop a plate off and take your ass home. Um, and I'll talk to you soon.